Hello, you're listening to On Israel in Al Monitor. I'm Ben Kaspit from Tel Aviv. Israel is stuck, deeply stuck. Seven weeks before the November elections, all the polls paint the same picture that Israeli voters have been seeing for over three years. A total dead end. The Netanyahu block with uh, around 59 Knesset seats, too short of a majority, and within touching distance of redemption, but not really. If the polls uh, end up being accurate, Benjamin Netanyahu won't be able to form a sustainable, cohesive government after the elections, but the other side won't be able to either. Once more, as has been uh, the case since 2019, Israelis will find themselves governed by a patchwork coalition on the verge of collapse at any given moment. Meanwhile, interim Prime Minister Yair Lapid seems to be enjoying every moment. As far as he is concerned, this impasse can go on and on, just as long as he stays at the controls. But it's not funny. Israel badly needs stability after five elections in less than four years. If Netanyahu and his bloc of religious and uh, nationalist parties achieve a slim 61-seat majority, could he tempt his rival Benny Gantz to join forces with him, as he did in 2020, perhaps in exchange of, uh, for a power-sharing deal in which Gantz serves as prime minister for the first two years of the term? Alternatively, will Gantz and Lapid be able to persuade some of the ultra-Orthodox parties to cut the Gordian knot and move over to their side? Could there be a rebellion of uh, sorts in the ranks of Netanyahu's Likud by those tired of blindingly following their leader to nowhere? It would take just four Likud Knesset members jumping ship to charge, I'm sorry, to change the course of history. Are any of these scenarios possible? We'll be putting these questions to a journalist and a commentator who has been covering Israel politics for some 20 years, the political editor of the Ynet News site and presenter of its new television channel, Attila Sonfalvi. He joins us right after this break. I'm Elizabeth Hagedorn, and I'm the State Department correspondent at El Monitor. And I'm Joe Snell. I'm El Monitor's video editor. Let's admit it. This past year has been difficult to stay on top of the news and sift through what's accurate and what's misleading. Let El Monitor help you. If you care about the Middle East and North Africa, you should consider listening to El Monitor's audio series on the Middle East with Andrew Parasoliti and Amber and Zaman, and on Israel with Ben Caspi. You can now watch our newest video podcast, Reading the Middle East with Gilles Capel. You can subscribe to these series on your favorite podcast platforms. And through a host of free daily and weekly newsletters, we offer a range of perspectives with the highest journalistic standards. You can subscribe to these newsletters at almonitor.com. As an award-winning media service headquartered in Washington, D.C., Almonitor has a network of over 160 contributors around the world. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to visit almonitor.com, where you can find all of these newsletters and podcasts along with first-class reporting and analysis. Now I'm really happy to introduce and welcome to our show my uh, dear friend and colleague, uh, Wynet's uh, chief anchorman 
and senior political uh, columnist Attila Shomfalvi. Shalom Attila, and thank you for joining us here in On Israel in Al Monitor. How are you doing? Shalom Ben, thank you for having me. So glad to be here. We are facing our fifth uh, elections campaign in uh, less than two years. I, I'm sure you're very uh, happy. I'm very and, happy, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> entertained, etc. So tell us, what are these elections about this time? Has anything changed or is the election issue the same as it's been for the past four elections? Yes, BB or no BB? Perhaps yes, BB and no BB is still on the table. But if you look at the core issues that we, are ha- we have to deal with in Israeli politics, then we can say that one topic is off the table that is not important, that is totally buried under the ground, and it's the Palestinian issue. So when you, when, when, when you look at the pol- political system in Israel, for so many years it was divided between those saying, peace now, Oslo agreement, we have to have an agreement or at least some negotiations with the Palestinians. Today, we are in a situation in which um, the entire Palestinian issue is contained, but nobody wants to deal with it, meaning there is no left and right in Israel anymore because the left and right was very dichotomic. It was between those peace now, as I said before, all uh, Israel Ashlema, entire Israel, Eretz Israel, and so on all these right, right-wingers that said that we, we cannot concede anything for the Palestinians. So having this critical issue taken off the table, mainly by, by Netanyahu, and I have to give him the credit because he knew exactly what to do in order not to do anything, not to make any concessions vis-a-vis the Palestinians during his last five years in, in, in power, uh, we have to look at what's happening inside, in Israel. Um, in Israeli politics and also in, in, in the entire Israeli society. And you understand that for the first time, it's not the first time because it, that's a process that I've write about since 2017, but we are in a situation in which we can say that we, are, we, we got normalized in some ways. It's between liberals on the left, Democrats, as we call them here in Israel, and uh, the reaction, reactionary conservatives. Those who want to change how Israeli uh, democracy looks like, and that's a different ball game, Ben. That's a different ball game. We can say, still say, small Yamin, left and right. We can stay say only Bibi or not Bibi. It doesn't matter. The core issues that the battle is around them and for them are issues that deal with how Israel will look like in the future, in the next five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, and how our children and grandchildren. We'll live here if they want to live here after what's going to happen, if democracy changes. You said so many important things. I want to go back to the Palestinian issue and also to, yes, Bibi or not Bibi. So let's let's begin, as usual, with, with Bibi. You recently wrote a column saying Israel needs to move on and the anti-Netanyahu camp needs to rethink. It's a sweeping refusal to join any future government with him. Have you changed your mind about Netanyahu and his fitness for the country's leadership? Or have you simply given up on the possibility of defeating him in the elections and forming a stable government without him? Maybe because it's impossible and we have to think maybe about the state and uh, not about getting rid of uh, of Netanyahu all the time. Well, 
you are so provocative, Ben. That's not surprising. <laughs> Uh, but It's you are good in what you are doing. And I, I, I want to I give you three answers to your three questions. The first one, I didn't change my mind about Netanyahu. I think uh, Mr. Netanyahu is a big problem for Israel, especially because he changed. Um, and he not only changed, but he also changed his ways. And today the Likud is not hiding anymore uh, the fact that they want to change how Israel looks like. That's that's on the table. They're not hiding it anymore. It's not uh, behind some curtains, behind Itamar Bengvir or Smotrich or Yale Chaket. They say, we want to change it. We want to change. We want to make changes. We want to say who are the judges and we want to put them there at the Supreme Court and we want to make them leave or stay as we wish. That's that's the first thing. Having said that, or because I said that, uh, we have to go to the second point. It's not, nobody gives up. You can't give up on the fight on democracy or for democracy. We cannot, that's a luxury we don't have. As you well know, Ben, I come from Romania and I know what it means not to live in a democracy. I know what to live under a dictator. Romania, and I know... before the, the, the revolution against Ceausescu, of course, you, of you course. saw it and you, you, uh, you know. I, I still feel it in my bones, Ben. It's there. So th this is why I Do don't think have the luxury we are approaching such a situation. We are not approaching a, a, a securitate state, of course. We're not going there. It's, it's not that. I don't want to, to make this comparison because it's, 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 uh, it's dangerous and I don't want to go there. But we can go and be such an, a state like Hungary with Orban. And we can go and be a state like Turkey or any other state in where, where people, um, a lot, you know, they, they dream about a strong leader that doesn't give a damn about you and me or the, or, the, or the Supreme Court or the laws or anyone or the press in, at all and at large. And, and these people are less and less, um, you know, committed to keep Israel democ democratic and safe. And therefore, we do not have the luxury to give up. But, and here's the but, I go back two years ago when Netanyahu and Gantz uh, signed an agreement And you and me, I, I, I'm not sure we were on the same page back then. But I was really, you know, I was, I was really worried about what can happen in Israel if Netanyahu gets his 61. And from my point of view, Gantz actually saved Israel from going down the hill uh, to a non-democratic state. And when you, you, you see the democratic camp in Israel, the liberal camp in Israel, it has to ask One, it has to ask one question, only one question. Why are we here for? What is our main goal? What do we want to achieve? And at this point in history, Ben, the most important thing is not to send Netanyahu home. It, it may be important to some people, right? But the most important thing is for the state of Israel, for the democratic state, for the Jewish and democratic state of Israel, is to keep Israel democratic and Jewish. And to keep it strongly democratic, not to go down the hill, not to go to hell. And for that, at some point, you have to think that if you have a 60-60, right? Like, like, like a, again, a, a, an equal um, uh, election result, a time. then you have to form a government in which you stop Netanyahu and his colleagues and his friends, those, those people coming from the from the deep right, you have to stop them and you cannot stop them from the opposition. You can stop them only from inside. We, you, we saw what happened here. 
We saw what happened here when Netanyahu, against all laws, right? He wanted to appoint a minister of justice coming from his party against the law. It was like a pooch. And it could happen. Yes. I, and I you want, have to I want stop to, him Atira, from inside. I right. want to remind you that I was exactly on the same page. I think we were three of us from the anti-Netanyahu camp that suffered a lot. It was not easy. But on the bottom line, we said, yes, uh, Mr. Benigans, there is no, cho no choice. You have to join the rotation government with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu because sixth selection uh, will be terrible. And by the way, Netanyahu was gaining momentum uh, after the... No, it was the uh, going for the fifth. Yeah. After the fourth, Netanyahu was gaining momentum. The, he was indicted after round three, and then he got stronger after he was indicted. So we both saw, uh, thought exactly the same. And I was not. I, I thank I, you for I, reminding me. You are I, right. I, I, I'm not. Uh, I cannot deny that I'm provocative. But when I ask you this question, I, I, I did not mean uh, to do, you know, a pro a provocation. Just to ask you, what will you do or think if we will uh, find ourselves on the on the, uh, November second in the same situation where we have only two choices: sixth election or another rotation government between Gantz and Netanyahu, but this time Benny Gantz will be prime minister the first term, so Netanyahu will not be able to stab him in the back. Definitely. And the national, Ministry of Justice will be, will be one second, will be uh, uh, in, in the, the Benny Gantz uh, party. So actually what you said, we're saving or, or, or protecting the democracy, and I guess that you will support it. Of course. I will be the first to support it. And I wrote it two months ago for the first time here. Nobody thought about this option because I do think that saying only not, not Bibi, Raklo Bibi, as we say in Hebrew, it's a, it's a very good slogan for the elections because it brings out the people and it brings out the camp. But I think people get, are getting tired and we are on, on our uh, fifth or sixth, it's the fifth, right? Uh, fifth round. <laughs> and we are all, all- It's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. And we are looking forward to the sixth because we, are, we do not know how the, the numbers are going to play out. And we don't know what's going to happen with the Arabs. Also, a, a huge, huge uh, question mark about uh, these citizens of Israel that are staying at home in spite of the fact that they had one year to see the differences and the differences that can be if they are in governments and in coalitions. So we are, we are in a deadlock. And I'm saying that because, uh, uh, you know, a, a result that brings out 60-60 or 59-50, whatever, uh, it can bring us again to the sixth round. And I am totally, I'm told, I will be, right? If you ask me, what, what's, what's, what's going to happen on the, on the 2nd of November? It's going to happen the same thing that I wrote about and you quoted just a few minutes ago. I'm going to say yes to national unity government and yes to Benny Gantz as prime minister first for two years. Because that's the national call. Today, the national call is to stop uh, going down the hill, yeah. destroying our democracy, I having all these populists was, out I, there. I, I was just talking to a very senior military uh, uh, officer that told me that the fact that the next uh, state budget will be approved only in the next summer is terrible for the efforts to rebuild our military option in Iran. So it's just an example, but let's move on. And uh, I, I'm sure you will agree with me that the original Netanyahu, 
the Netanyahu that we both knew, uh, after the election, if you could choose between Itamar Ben-Gvir and Bezalel Smotrich from the extreme right, or getting in Benny Gantz, he would choose Gantz. But in this scenario, when he is, is uh, under trial, and he wants to smash the, the judicial system, I am afraid he will choose to go with the extremist and try to, to have this putsch you were talking about. So try to explain or to analyze, uh, after we said all we said, what kinds of governments can we expect in the after in November 2nd? Not only, if, if Netanyahu has the 61, it's clear. But if Netanyahu is not, is blocked on 59 or 58, what can Gantz do? What can Lapid do? Well, there is there is uh, one script out there, and you probably know it very well, uh, that says that if Netanyahu doesn't have the 61 that he wishes for, then the Likud is going to um, dismantle. And I hear more and more voices, and I have to remind you again, and also to flatter myself, because there's no other way to say it, that after the, 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 third, election, the third elections, um, I wrote about something that is happening in the Likud. I couldn't, I didn't have an idea. I did not have a name. I couldn't know exactly what's happening, but I, there were some under, you know, it, it, it was currents, right? Like, like underwater currents. And I felt them because I got some, some, some people talking to me, but I didn't know what's going to happen. And six months after that, uh, Gidon Sar left the Likud and then came the tectonic move in the right. And that changed totally what's happening in Israeli politics. And, and perhaps we are at the same point, um, Ben. I, I feel I get some vibes. I can't say more because I don't have more, but I get some vibes. I totally and agree. And I, I want to remind you something. There are so many people in the Likud that are wounded on the floor, left there by this truck driver that not only uh, <laughs> not only uh, 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 ran over, but he also ran them over on reverse. And that's Netanyahu, and I'm talking about people who were so close to him for many years, and they got shot in the head, right? Uh, just uh, at the primaries. So these people are sitting there quietly. You don't see them. You don't hear them. They're not giving interviews. But at some point, they can be a catalyst to something big that may happen on the 2nd of November if Netanyahu doesn't have the 61. And if the these people have nothing to lose, Ben. They have nothing to lose. But they get, they, then they can gain a lot by joining a, a kind of national unity government led by, by Lapid or Gantz or whatever. So I think we should put that, you know, just to put this file on the table and leave it there till the 2nd of November because we don't know what's going to happen. Now, but the I second think option this... is the option of the Haredim. Of course. Can, the can second option is this? that uh, this disruption is going to come from the Haredic parties. Right, the ultra orthodox parties, and they are going to say to Netanyahu, "Listen, we were with you for five times. Uh, we did we really gave you everything. We 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 will we let you do anything you wanted, but this is this time is all it's over, and we are we are taking our fate back, face back in our hands. And it can happen because look at what's going on there. Gantz is working very hard there. Gidon Sar is working very hard there. Even Lapid is sending special messengers." and messages to these people in order to, to calm them down. It's going to be fine. I'm going to go with you and I'm going to work with you. And this is what is why I think that there are a few options that can evolve out of a no 61 for Netanyahu on the 2nd of November. 
So uh, everything is open. And yeah. uh, I think, I think uh, we, all, we are all hearing it because uh, five times not to be able to form a government is uh, too much. You know, the, the Haredis are also hungry and thirsty. They are away of the, of the state money for so long. And uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Likud, Israel's biggest party by far, that's uh, been completely subordinated to its leader and his family in recent years. Are you seeing or hearing, you just said it, an unrest, but you know, we heard this unrest all over again and again after first round, second round. What is the, the something else the the extra mile that maybe will change this time do you have any idea no ben and i i think that all these people that are looking towards the, the likud party and these these guys that we call them politicians and leaders but they remind us more of sheep right in a herd um we we, we shouldn't look there because nobody's going to do anything as long as netanyahu wants to rule the likud he's going to rule the likud we saw that 80000 people came out just a few weeks ago at uh, during the the primaries in order to let Netanyahu understand and know we are behind you. And that's, that's a democratic you know, choice that people made. And this is why Netanyahu feels so strong in the Likud, in the Likud. So where, where can the unrest build, right? There is only one place, in a disruptive move, in a tectonical move, meaning X people, three or two or five or four, I don't know, that, can, that will can slash will leave the Likud at some point. That's the only way. You cannot do any kind of revolution in the Likud. You cannot do any kind of putsch in the Likud. You cannot send Netanyahu home. As long as Netanyahu wants to stay there, he can stay there. And they will let him to stay there. They will never move from him. Because Netanyahu has the, uh, the, the, the you know, he's, he's a very, very smart guy mm-hmm. and very talented in, in, you know, in ruling his party and his people. And he knows how to frame every message he wants to get out there. And he, he frames the, the messages very well. If he's in power as prime minister, he frames all the messages he wants. If he's the head of the opposition, then he frames and says, I'm the only one can, that can bring back the Likud to power, although it's, it's a lie, right? We all know that as long as Netanyahu is there, the chances are much lower to get the Likud back in, into power than with any other leader. Uh, in the head of the Likud, like for example, Barkat, who who has a series of very good polls in the past few years, yeah. right? Um, so therefore, I I wouldn't send you to pray <laughs> to these people that you you expect to 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 wake up at some point and and promise that they are going to send Netanyahu home. It's not going to happen, Ben. It's not going to happen. And we have to emphasize maybe a part of our listeners don't know that if Likud would uh, change its leader, even even not change its leader, but send Netanyahu to finish his uh, trial, and uh, even for the time being, will elect someone else, else as the leader, in the same second, they are in the government. So this is the paradox, but I want to move to Yair It's Lapid. not only a paradox. Uh, listen, Ben, we, we, we both agree. Catch-22 situation, yes. Yeah, but I want to... I wanna, I wanna, to remind you something that we we both agree that in order to stop uh, uh, this 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 uh, race towards a, 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 a liberal whatever the name will be of a, a Israeli a new Israeli democracy right um, whatever the name is it doesn't matter in order to stop it all right in order to to stop the dive 
into this chaos and 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 into this 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 inferno we israel needs a government a stable government for four years three four years whatever four years three years sounds like 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 heaven now we we need a government that is stable and it's based on on zionist parties and it's it has one decision uh it, it has one decision and the decision says We are not destroying the Israeli judicial system. We are not destroying the police. We are not destroying the, 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 the Supreme Court. We are keeping this democracy running. That's it. That's the only thing the liberal camp has to ask from the Likud. That's the only one. And if they say yes, I don't care if Netanyahu will sit there as a member of parliament in this, the same government and he will say yes or no during, I don't know, votes in, 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 the, in the plenarium. I don't give a damn. The only thing that I care about is Israel's democracy because what's going to happen in the next few years is going to impact and influence not only your life and my life, Ben, also my children's lives. And I am totally in anxiety because I come from Ceausescu and I, am, <laughs> I fear because the, 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 this borderline between democracy and not democracy is so sin, Ben. It's so sin. Last question I want to, to talk about Lapid. While we are uh, recording this conversation, he will try to convince uh, the leaders of uh, Meretz and uh, Labor, Merav Mikhaeli and Zava Galon, to join forces in order to, 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 uh, to uh, try not to be in a situation that one of these parties will stay out of parliament and then it's a loss. But talking about Lapid, He seems to be doing much better in the two months that he is being in office than Naftali Bennett did for the whole year of uh, that he was in power and I'm not talking about managing the government but uh, you know feeling the prime minister's suit gaining a uh, uh, points uh, or mandates or popularity as a prime minister uh, by the way he was on 17 mandates for so long and now he's 24-25 mandates in the in the polls. So what what uh, would you say Lapid is doing better than than Bennett did? He's well um, I, I I will use Lapid's words to try and answer this question because some people ask him in, in you know private discussions yes what, what why why is it happening? So he said because I'm not trying to show everybody that I'm not baby. Everybody knows I'm not baby. Bennett was really busy with this task all the time. In, and, and all, by the way, this task, not to show that he's not Bibi, he's not Netanyahu, it was a kick in the ass because it, 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 it was like, it was a paradox because you are the prime minister. Now you show what you are doing differently. But instead of showing Bennett, instead of showing what he's doing differently, he was all the time busy not showing because they, he was afraid that we are going to say, oh, you see, this guy is, is exactly like Bibi. He's showing off all the time. He wants to show us that he's the only leader, blah, 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 blah. So he was, he was restrained. Now, when Lapid got into, the, into office, he said two things. I'm not going to be Bibi. Everybody knows I'm not Bibi. So I don't have to show anybody that I'm not Bibi. That's the first thing. And the second thing that happens, And you are asking about the number, the figures. It's from 17 to 25. It's like it's a growth of uh, 50% in a few months. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. huge. And, and if you see the numbers, even at Mariv, I'm, I'm looking at your polls, he's growing every week almost. Every two weeks he's growing. So why is this happening? It's happening because in spite of what many of our colleagues said, Netanyahu... Bigger, Netanyahu's biggest nightmare is not having Lapid out of 
the prime minister's office. His biggest nightmare is having Netanyahu in the office. Because for many years, everybody said, Netanyahu wishes only one thing. He wants to see Lapid in, in head to head with him, right? Tete -a -tete. And that's what a mistake. Because the, the liberal camp, for the first time in 12 years, looks at the prime minister's office and says, this is my guy. This is my guy there. Yes. I'm going to go out and keep him there. And you see that in the numbers, in the polls. And this is why Lapid is so worried about the labor and merits. Because he, didn't, he doesn't even have to drink their, 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 their um, mandates. The mandates are coming to him because he is the prime minister. He is the leader of the democratic camp. And he is the one who leads now the way of the democratic voters. And this is, he's smart. He knows what's going to happen. Because people say, listen, I want to be with the winner, right? This is what, this is, this is psychology 101. I want to be with the leader. We see that. He, he, if, even if he doesn't say anything, people in Tel Aviv, in Ramat Sharon, in Hoda Sharon, in big cities, whatever, they want to say, listen, we have a prime minister. Let's keep him there, right? Yes, and he's, so, he's doing it well. And I, I just add small thing that he's coming with the party. Naftali Bennett yeah. came with with seven mandates that became six, five, <laughs> four. He did not. He was a, a prime minister with the government, but without a party. And Lapid has a party that he he built from from nothing, from, from scratch, scratch, from nothing, exactly. with his ten fingers, and he kept it growing. And he has an infrastructure. He has people uh, following him, even in in the opposition when he was he was with eleven uh, mandates and so on. So these people are very very loyal. To, to Lapid, exactly like you see the, the, the Bibi's team, as we call them here in Israel, you have the Lapidist team. That's the same, you know, it's, it's maybe a different kind yes, of people, but, right? No, but, but yeah. it's a machine and it's very efficient. It's a machine, yeah. And we are facing this uh, another battle, another demo democracy battle and the critical battle in uh, November. And Attila, it, it's a pity that we, we agreed on too many things, but the discussion <laughs> was very, very interesting. And I thank you very much for joining us here in uh, On Israel and Almonito. Toda raba, Attila. Thank we'll you so much, Ben. We'll a short break and be back right after it. Hello, I'm uh, Gilles Kepel, professor at uh, Sciences Po and the Normal Soup in Paris and author of a number of uh, books and articles on the Middle East. Through my new podcast, Reading the Middle East, on the award-winning media service and monitor, we will take a deep dive into the trends in the region with the authors and thought leaders who are shaping how we think about the Middle East. Reading the Middle East will be a fantastic addition to Al Monitor's outstanding podcast lineup, including On the Middle East with Andrew Paraziliti and Amber Inzaman, and On Israel with Ben Kaspit. You can subscribe on your favorite listening platforms. We look forward to your joining our conversation. for staying with us. The main headline from this conversation with uh, the uh, chief uh, commentator of Ynet uh, television channel and the senior political uh, analyst Attila Sonfalvi is that uh, elections in Israel are not anymore between right or left. No ideology about the territories, war and peace, but it's a simple fight between liberals and conservatives, or 
How will the Israeli democracy look uh, in the future? Are we going uh, towards uh, an Israeli version of Hungary or maybe Turkey? Or uh, will Israel stay a liberal democracy uh, as uh, the founding fathers uh, planned it, uh, it will be? We also spoke about Benjamin Netanyahu that is far from uh, the leader we knew back in the 90s and even in the, uh, uh, I think, 10 or 12 years ago when he came back to power in 2009. Uh, Sunfalvi said that uh, the current Netanyahu uh, changed his ways. He's not hiding anymore uh, his plans uh, to uh, fire the Supreme Judges, to uh, let government nominate the judges, to fire the uh, attorney general, maybe try to halt his trial, or maybe even get rid of his, uh, of his uh, uh, trial and uh, indictments. Uh, in the past, uh, he, was, uh, he used to, to praise himself as the, the main uh, guardian of democracy and Supreme Court. He said over and over that he didn't let anyone to touch uh, the Israeli democracy, and right now is totally the opposite. And it happened after the the uh, the fire came to, to his house. After he was indicted, suddenly he became a totally different leader. The interesting thing in what uh, Sonfalvi said is that maybe it's about time that the political uh, scenario in Israel will change. No more uh, uh, against Netanyahu or in favor of Netanyahu. And the, the losing side should consider, and I think he, may, he mainly meant Benny Gantz, joining Netanyahu and try to save democracy from the inside. Because if Netanyahu will form a coalition of 61 with a Jewish Zionist as Bezalel Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gvir, maybe it will be too late to do so. Hope you found it interesting. And uh, we'll meet here next uh, week in the same place, at the same time, in On Israel, in Al Monitor. I'm Max Speed from Tel Aviv. Take care and bye bye.